guys, gals, non-binary pals. Welcome to Street Fight Radio. It's Wednesday night. You're at the best place you can be on twitch.tv slash streetfightradio. We do this live stream, and we want to hear from you what you think. Um, but we've been doing this forever, and we're never going to stop because this is the easiest job I've ever had. And uh, there's no reason to stop because... The world is more fucked up than ever, and we need more lazy, angry, obtuse people to cause dissent and disruption uh, against this American system. And so we appreciate all y'all that come to hang with the gang each week and uh, listen to us talk shit about the world and where it's going and who's in charge and how things end up. we do this show on Wednesday nights each week, 6 p.m. now. For those of you that still don't know, some people are Laps fans, and we get it, folks. There's backsliders in every in every crowd. Uh, 6 p.m. Uh, Wednesday nights, you can hear us twitch.tv slash streetfightradio if you want to get it live. And then we're available as a podcast, as always. But this is not just about us. Uh, we take your calls every Sunday, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can... Also, call into the show and tell us what the fuck is going on in your world, because we want to know. That's why we're here. My name is Brett. My co-host is Brian, and you know us as Street Fight Radio, the number one anarcho-comedy radio show in any station across the nation. How's it going, Brian? Great. Ah, we don't have time today. We got so much stuff to play. It's crazy. Also, uh, I'm a lapsed fan of lots of stuff, too, okay? People in the chat, like, uh, shout out the fake fans. No, you just go in and out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, in August, beginning, actually, mid-July every year, I don't listen to a single podcast that I listen to regularly because I have to listen to only shock jocks. That doesn't make me a lapsed fan. That means I'm at work. You're lapsed. You're not caught up. Yeah, I'm not caught up. I'm lapsed. In you're not a way, dedicated. I'm not caught up. I'm. I can't. There's no way to do it. So you're you lapsed. Know? So you've lapsed. Yeah. So it's, it's not your. It's not. I'm not accusing anybody of anything. I'm just mm-hmm. saying that life gets in the way. I'm a lapsed. I, I'm. I mean, I'm a lapsed fan of Street Fight myself. <laughs> I'm also a fake fan. Yeah. I mean, I've. I've spent. I spent a good six or seven months not wanting to hear anything about it. So that happens to me too. Yeah. I get it, it. happens to everybody. You. You bounce in and out. That's the way it is. It's like now that TV is like completely different than it was where I was growing up. Because like when I was growing up, every TV show had like 30 episodes a season and you just couldn't be expected to watch every single episode. But like now it's all like serialized. So you're basically expected to watch every single episode. There's no being lapsed like you'll never hear somebody say i watch every single episode of jimmy fallon (laughs) nobody does that well old people probably actually yeah some people do you imagine like a 70 year old like that grew up like watching johnny carson now has to turn on jimmy fallon that's why they hate Millennials that's what they're so mad much. about. Yeah, they're so. Yeah, that's exactly a, what they're mad about. Yeah, carpool karaoke. <laughs> yeah, like I bullshit. don't know these songs. Ooh, you know, I did something that I don't do normally. I watched a show. What do you watch? Brand new cherry flavor. 
I think I watched that. Maybe? Hold it's on, dope. It it's perfect for me because it's only eight episodes because I hate shows. I never have 24 one-hour blocks of time to dedicate towards any fucking program. And it's like the perfect show. It's And it's also, it starts out great. It's like, oh, no, this, like, poor young girl in L.A., like, had a troublesome occurrence. And then by the end of it, you're like, I don't know how I feel about this fucking lady. Like, she made a lot of decisions. It involves witchcraft. Uh, it's very much, like, inspired by, like, David Lynch and Cronenberg. Um, uh, There's a lot of body horror stuff. There's some really good body horror stuff and some really good body sexual stuff. He, This dude... I, this one guy just like jumps right into fucking this hole in this person's like side. And it's just, I'd never identified more with the character than that guy. When she was just like, fuck this hole on my side. It feels crazy good. I have this weird vacuous hole growing on the, on the <laughs> side of my body. I love it when it gets fingered. I did not watch this. It's so good. It's a great show. Cause I, I it, mean, I have to check it out. It's also the nice thing about it is that like, it takes place where there's no police like people can make the decision to kill each other and to do really wild stuff. And you don't have to explain anything. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's its own, like in a bottle world. Like this is what happens in the shadows. It, so it doesn't feel like, um, well, geez, all someone has to do is call the police and then this would be over with immediately. You know, it's, yeah. it's criminal, it's witches, it's ancient lore. I loved it. Um, yeah. And there's lots I'm of watching... gross stuff that happens that makes you fucking your fucking spine tingle. I'm actually watching um, very a show for Street Fight listeners, almost you know, kind of exclusively would be the audience for this called Severance, about a uh, place of work where they stick a, a fucking microchip in your brain, uh-huh. and while you're at work, you can't remember what it's like outside, and while you're outside, you can't remember what it's like at work. Interesting, and it's kind of a horror movie. Yeah, it's kind so, of horrorish. Actually, you know, the seed of that though has to be the person that says, like, as soon as I clock out, I'm done with job. I'm done with my job. I used to say that all the time. As soon as um, I leave this place, I don't think about it ever again. And they took it to like the logical conclusion. They actually, it's really funny because like I when I I didn't start watching it until it had been out for a little bit. And and like one of the reasons is is that like what are they going to say? This is negative because I would love this. <laughs> like back in my day, back when I was like roofing, I would have loved that. Or the cable company. Do you understand how low my anxiety level would be if I couldn't think about work when I'm not at work? Like how your your anxiety levels would go because you don't know. You don't fucking yeah. know what's going on in there. You know, but the show ends up being a horror show. And like, uh, you know, they do point out that, like, if you can't remember anything that doesn't happen out of outside of work, then it means you're always at work. There's like a part of you that is always at work, only at work. Like the one that's at work never leaves work ever. You know what I mean? So it's kind of a purgatory hell sort of thing pretty much just seems like regular work life (laughs) yeah but i yeah it's an allegory for working yeah (laughs) they also don't know what they're doing at work which i i think is like also a really good fucking illustration of what it's like to work in an office especially Mm. because a lot of people don't have any idea how their job fits into the world 
you know? No. <laughs> like, you're just doing what people tell you to do, you know? that's. I mean, that's at least how that's, I've been, like, when I had jobs, is I just... I really always dreamed of a job that was like some guy tells me what I have to do and then I can do it and then I can leave when I'm done. That is like the fucking dream to me. If I am working a real normal job, not like this job, but if there was a such a thing where like, hey, you do this and when you're done, you can go home. That would be fucking the best thing in the world to me. Just the best. I, I, I think that would be easier than this job to me because yeah. like, like if it was load five trucks and then when you're done, you can go home and you get paid for the five trucks you loaded. I'd be loading trucks, but that's not how it works. You get the job loading the five trucks and then they're like, well, we need you to load six trucks in the same amount of time. Oh yeah. We're also, uh, you know, going to be keeping track of your inches per second or what, some kind of crazy thing. Now, look, I mean? now that you've been hired on long enough, we're going to ex- we're going to make you expect less each year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We so. have bonuses for people that want to sign up, but nothing for those of you that have stuck around. Oh God! Yeah, I on my way in today, I stopped at this gas station. You know how they all have restaurants in them now? Like every gas station, you can just buy food. Well, uh, the BP by my house has um, a, a place called Tic Tac Taco. It's a taco restaurant. Okay. Because um, people fucking love their tacos. You know, Taco Tuesday. Yeah, they love uh, it. I have my Deadpool uh, taco holders for Taco Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. So I stop in there um, to get Gatorades before I come here. And, the come uh, flavored David Gatorades. Come, not come flavored. Come, come looking. Come looking. Diluted come G zero shock to the system. Come so straight come. <laughs> so they go. Um, so I look at the sign because they're hiring, and I I don't. I always look at help wanted signs because of what yep. we do. Yep, 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 yep. You know what I mean. So like, I always want to see what the thing is. And I've been seeing a lot of signs that, like, almost are kind of, I don't know, like Taco Bell advertising that they pay fourteen seventy five an hour, where you're like, bitch, I see what you're doing there. Do fifteen. <laughs> Just they're they're telling you up front, we're not going to give you what you want. <laughs> exactly. Straight up, it's still Taco Bell. You're still working for Taco Bell. You're not going to get what you want. We haven't fallen that far, okay? We're a little <laughs> desperate right now. You got us. You got us. We're not giving you 15. But <laughs> this sign had like their benefits, which um are nothing, obviously. Yeah. You don't get any Nothing benefit. on top of nothing. You know, it's kind of like, oh, it's a fun job. <laughs> right. You get uh, Baja Blast, like exclusive Mountain Dew flavors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you get to hang out in a gas station all day. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? It's like, you can get food other than Taco Bell sometimes if you pay for it. Yeah. But one of the things on the thing was a complimentary casual uniform. Okay. And part of me, that is a benefit to people like me because I always hated uniforms, especially the scratchy shirt uniforms that everybody, that was all the rage in the nineties when I was working at Chuggy G's. Like, cheap polo? Yeah, very cheap polo. But the polo was the. Cl- I mean, I feel like they went to polo like that was the fanciest you could ever be. Yeah, but I think like 
They're probably saying you can wear a t-shirt to work that we give. Talk about us t-shirts now. Well, no, this is the other place. This is the BP place. Oh, this I'm is BP. About. Complimentary. Cash. Casual uniform. So they're saying one. You got a t-shirt that you can wear out. Like you could wear it to like a family reunion, to the grocery store, to the club. Like it's cash. Yeah. So. One of the things that bugs me is they do know that there are people like me who just can't wear a uniform. I just well, I mean, if you don't, it. if you don't give one to me, I'm not gonna oh, go yes. out of my way to fucking buy one. You get me. You're paying for me. This is what I'm. Sh- I'm wearing my clothes that I felt like for the day. Yeah. You don't know what it could be. It, who knows what it could be? It might have a murder on the front of the shirt. It might be like a, a cashmere sweater. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Unless you want to pick something for me that I have to wear, I'm not fucking paying for shit. Complimentary is like implied. Yes. Well, how is that a benefit? I think, and I don't know this for sure. We were talking about this before we recorded. Hey, man, we ain't going to ask you $40 for this uh, <laughs> <sure>. BP drip. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking like, I was, I was kind of thinking like, I hate, I've never been happy in a uniform in my life. Every time I get it, I'm like Will Smith from uh, uh, Fresh Prince. When he finds out he has to wear a school uniform, he turns the jacket yes. inside out and wears to it. To show the liner. <laughs> I basically was that every time I had a uniform. Like, I wouldn't tuck it in. Yeah. I would ask for, because at the cable company, they're like, what's your size? And I was like, 2X, which you weren't. That's what I wear. But that doesn't fit. Right. Then you're trying to keep it fly still. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, And and they had, so what they had was they had denim button up long sleeve shirts. Very stately. Very handsome. Yes. That said Insight Communications on them. What I did, which got me in trouble almost immediately. Well, first thing I got in trouble for is I wouldn't wear boots to work. I just wasn't going to buy boots to wear to work. Uh-huh. Um, I finally got a pair of boots. I put them on. What were we wearing instead? Uh, shell toes. Adidas shell toes. <laughs> to go install cable? Yeah. And to what? Do like a little uprock or something? Like before you do it, get a little, little fucking windmill in or something? No. Like you were trying to shout out Jam Master J or some shit before did, you did the job? I also wore Etnies. Uh, fresh. <laughs> fresh. <laughs> I did Etnies too and DC. Whatever shoes I was wearing okay. at the time, I I wore Etnies for a very long time. So it was probably actually the Etnies with okay. the E going down. Um, you so you did like a kickflip. You were like, "All right, I'm about to fix this out here, but I'm working on this pop shove it. I want you to see it." And the dumbest thing I did, Brett. This is one of the most pathetic things. This is this is a window into how vain I am about how I dress. Uh, I would leave my house in the Etnies. Mm-hmm. I would pull into the parking lot at the cable company and put the boots on. Sure. Then I would go in and do the stuff I have to do at the place, and then I would get back in the van and immediately put the Etnies back. Bro, I'm a skater. I'm not like a fucking nine to five guy. I'm not here hitting pipes, okay? Yeah. Like I'm at the park, so like if you see me in boots, like I'm getting paid for that. I'm not doing that. Like at the gas station when I'm filling up, I got my ease on. Yeah. So I also the the reason I brought up the long sleeve denim shirts was. I thought it would be real fucking smooth of me to wear the long sleeve denim shirts, not button them, 
Ooh. Right? And then wear one of my t-shirts under it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, okay. Yeah, they did not go for that. <laughs> they didn't think it was cool that you had like a... Corn a, t-shirt? A Pantera shirt underneath yeah, your work uniform? They didn't love my Pantera t-shirts and my... Also, uh, pants that were like entirely too big and a studded belt that I wore. Studded belt to, to work. Yeah. To work! Yeah. So there's like plumber's crack, but there's a little bit of like... Bedazzling there to avert your gaze. I can yeah. work with some. And, and Damn, that's, that's pyramid spikes. That's three rows. Fuck. <laughs> and that's down. That is exactly why casual uniform actually does sound good to me. <laughs> because I just it I doesn't sound like they, can, they can't be casual enough for you, though. <laughs> your level of casualness, I don't think they can do that. I don't think they could come to you and. Make it casual enough. I just wanted to look good at work. I mean, casual is just let me wear what I want. They're afraid to let people wear what they want. Because nobody wears anything appropriate to work. Of course. Why would you? Why would you? Why would you put yourself in fucking work clothes? Unless you had to. Unless you're getting paid to do it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Don't call it anything besides a requirement for me to show up and pretend like I give a shit about Ronald fucking McDonald. Yeah. Well, and, and... Or whoever. The shirts and the pants and the stuff like my daughter just got a job. Gwen just got a job. She's only worked two days so far. Um, she uh, doesn't have to wear a uniform at right. her job because she works at a, like a hip coffee shop joint. And uh, I am. I told her I'm pretty jealous of that because there was just no possibility I was getting a no uniform job I when mean, I was. 16, 17. I mean, even when I worked at like an office where they do not provide your uniform, even <laughs> though there is a uniform, I wore the same gap khakis five days a week. Yeah. I wore the, I like, I woke up and I put on the same fucking pants every single day because uh, I'm here to just sit around and be on the computer. <laughs> I'm not putting any of the money that I make from this towards looking good while I do it. Exactly. You won't let me. Yeah, no, you won't let me dress. You want me to wear the worst pants. Yeah, you won't let me come in looking good. It's, right. That's like a... I remember at the fucking McDonald's. They won't let you be job, authentic. My first job at McDonald's, I needed white shoes. And Stupid idea for insane. a kitchen. For a kitchen, never. <laughs> yeah. Blackity black. The darkest black. Do it that Vera black. The, the black 3.0 so that everything disappears into it. It was white shoes... Uh, and then they gave you the pant and the scratchy shirt. Yes. And then they bring you a new shirt every now and then because McDonald's changes uniforms. Right. Um, Different sponsors. There's the Olympics are happening. Mm -hmm. And then there's the Mariflora. And then, yeah. So I tell my dad, look, uh, they need me to wear white shoes to work. And I didn't own any white shoes. You know, I don't barely wear any color that's not black, blue, or gray. In, in my actual life. Ohio Pride. Um, and my dad goes, uh, yeah, let's get, you know, you got a job. I'm pretty proud of you. Let's go uh, get a pair of shoes. Um, no, no. My dad goes, you got a job. I'm pretty proud of you. I'll go get you a pair of white shoes. So I didn't even, I wasn't even involved uh -oh, in the situation. Yeah. You know, and I don't He's... think he knew my size either. So he didn't even know your size. No, hell no. Hell no. There was about this Dude, much space in the front of these Bobo white shoes. There was uh, like a, an extra toes worth of space in these really uh, cheap Bobo white awful shoes and trainer I'm, just had trainers on the side. Yeah, I think they were like 
I, they were one of the Payless ones. Gross. Like, oh, or maybe okay. even they might have been Kmart like come hooked together with a thing oh, on hanging on a <laughs> hanging on a, a rack on a metal, yeah. like a pair of clothes. Not yeah. even respectable. Where someone goes into the back for forty minutes and looks for your size. So I fucking put them on, dude, and my shoes were like. I looked down at my feet. Moon boots. On my first day, I looked down at my feet. I see those pants that they're the slacks they're making me wear. Yeah. I see this McDonald's shirt that has rainbow colors all over it. Mm -hmm. And I cried on my way to work because I had to wear that. Disgusting. The very first time I went to work, I cried. You sold your body (laughs) and you cried. I did. The very first time I went to work, I cried. You felt violated that they would make you look that dumb. Yeah. It's not fair. Why would they make you look that dumb? For money. They were like, you're going to look fucking dumb for money. Dude, Voights might be the brand. Uh, Forever since breakfast said that was the get Voits? down for cheap ass parents. Could have been sure. Voits or Hoops, but I liked Hoops because they made them look like Jordans. I, I mean, I, I mean, Voits weren't so bad either. They had a good logo. <laughs> Voits were bad, dude. I want to say Brooks, but those are very expensive. Brooks shoes. are like a million bajillion dollars. Yeah, so and they like measure the centimeters of like every part of your foot before you buy them. Yeah, so that's not it. Well, them old Voits. Like the V with the big ass V, maybe I'm thinking of something. White voids. Look up white voids, <laughs> and it might be there. So we got stuff today. That is a uh, couple of our guys showed up. Or three of our guys actually showed up. Um. So the first thing I want to do is one of our main guys, or not one of our main guys, but one of our guys, Aaron Lewis. Okay. Uh. On stage. I think Aaron Lewis should... I sort of feel like Aaron Lewis should just start doing spoken word. I've decided. Uh, But it doesn't... People don't want to be talked down to like that. Yeah, they do. When they go see him, they do. Yeah, but I also think that you want to... Like, his songs are for simpletons, and those people want to feel like, I really get this, man. It's all... Life is all about loving your dad. You know, like, life is about, like... Just putting up with your family. That's all there is to it, man. Well, this is a minute and 40 second long video of him at, in a, at the concert. He does the music. Th- I mean, he's a musician. You know, who, 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 who sing a, I don't know. Who wants what do to you see think? him? What do you think they're there to see? What do you think the people that go see Aaron Lewis are there to Just actually see? Scintillating moments of like, you know, countryness. I just don't, don't think they want, so. You don't think they want to hear the music? They just want to hear the the politics? Yes. They want to hear someone out loud say, your papaw was right the whole time. We knew what boys with girls was forever ago. And yeah. ain't things changed since the 70s and shit like that? I think that like when people get into this, when, when Aaron Lewis starts doing this like thing, this, this I'm a conservative guy yeah. doing my thing. I, or wearing I'm kill like, a liberal. I've been wait up all night thinking about killing liberals. Yeah, I think that once you cross over into that, this is kind of like what we talked about <laughs> with what's his name, right? The J.P. Sears. Uh huh. That yeah. like it doesn't matter if it's, it's funny overbearing, or overbearing. Yeah, yeah. It just matters that he's saying the things you like to hear. That's all that matters to the people. I don't yeah. think they care about Jim the Brewer's music. same way, yeah. Yeah. But, it, okay, so Aaron Lewis, the good thing to do would be like halfway through the song, be like, folks, I just got to stop and say this. 
<laughs> I was thinking. I, I just was thinking about Russia. You know, oh. we, we we don't like alphas anymore in this country. Oh well, Donald Trump would have done something about this. Oh, 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 well, then I can't wait for you to hear this <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it is about Russia. Donald Trump would have done something about this. I've heard that already. Maybe. Don, we'd be in a different situation if Joe Brandon wasn't in charge right now. I don't know, dude. I don't think you, you, they were you best are going to be surprised at what this guy says, actually. <laughs> I think right. now that you say that, you're going to be surprised about what this guy says. Excellent. I'm Get your ready. headphones in? Yeah. You ready? Yeah. All right, sure. here we go. As fucked up as it sounds, maybe we should listen to what Vladimir Putin is saying. Oh, God. <laughs> That's what I thought. You thought he was going to say that? Yeah, of course. I thought he was actually They're gonna... fascist people that believe... I mean, as you can see, like, all of the companies have decided to be with Ukraine. So the conservative position to take would be to pro-Russia and pro-strong leaders. And also, him and him and Trump were butt buddies. Yeah, they did love each other. So uh, let's, hear, let's hear a little more here. Maybe when Klaus Schwab and George Soros and their dirty fucking earth destroying motherfucker all jumps on the same bandwagon yes. maybe just maybe we should fucking take a good look at that Why? so <laughs> he he's chose his position based upon where the liberals are at and this is why i said that i don't think that he should even have to sing anymore because the shit he's saying is stuff that, like, if I came to see him do his show, like, what would I know about George Soros? If I'm just going to see a good old down-home country boy, he's up there fucking talking about George Soros, But dude. only, I mean, country boys, good old, the. I mean, I think that only good old down-home country boys care about George Soros. No, 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 no. That, that's who the people that are. That's the people that are mainly focused. That's the Republican Party. But I'm saying... They spend all day long in Facebook cesspools reading about George Soros controlling the world. Right, but what I'm saying is that, like, he doesn't have to do the singing for them because they really are just there to hear George Soros talk. Okay. You know? Sure. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're I don't just think there that's to a... hear George Soros talk. Yeah, you're 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 too like you're just too I don't know. You're you're you don't believe in magic. <laughs> you don't believe in magic. I just feel you're you're just like trying to point out like he's actually not doesn't do magic. He's just a conservative guy saying hateful shit. Yeah. But like they want the show. They want I mean, why they would you why would you spend money to just go hear Facebook? posts read out loud you want there to be some artistry around it so you feel like some some sort of artist is fighting against it you're like aaron lewis should come out with a this machine kills fascist guitar i think that would be like the best move for him oh like so or wait no it wouldn't be this machine kills liberals guitar or fascist something. i guess no, so. they're, they're anti-fascist they're antifa because they're anti antifa who are real fascists so that makes them antifa i guess i i guess i'm wrong in that like you probably do want to be able to bring somebody with you sure that they think they're going to see the stained guy right right yeah but then they get this they get this guy Talking about George Soros on stage, you're like, wait, who's George Soros? This is also, I mean, for a lot of like lonely people that don't have friends or anywhere to go, 
Um, I do it myself in a different way, but you listen to music out loud and then you kind of dance around your house and get enraptured in it. And then you kind of go back to your laptop and you get in a Facebook fight real quick, you know? (laughs) So you're kind of in and out. It's just like, I don't know where to go. And then you're like, George Soros is orchestrating the fight in Russia and, and I stand with Putin. Yeah. That's like your life. Why are they trying to protect Ukraine so much? What do they all have to lose? I don't know what. Anti-Semitism. It's all racist stuff. It's all bullshit. Have you have you seen the pictures with wooden guns? See, this is the problem. Is I mean, here's the thing: is that in in even my professional approximation, I accept no knowledge or like expertise on any of this stuff this is it goes back to jp sears as well where i appreciate like the anti-authoritarianism of all of this like i appreciate saying like everybody wants us to be rooting in this fucking war but they these stupid ass fucking suckers aaron lewis any conservative you all get sucked into being fucking republicans you never stand outside of it and you're not brave enough to be anything besides republican you know yeah i just looked up ukraine wooden guns and uh there are a lot of pictures of ukrainians with wooden guns but that was a practice drill thing i'm not seeing why they did that or what the conservatives think about it but there's only like uh here we go and all the bodies and body bags laying in the background and all the we should be doing this starts moving and fucking sits up and fixes his fucking body bag well well the well the wait the the person that's that's the reporter is reporting crisis actor he just said crisis actor he just straight up said crisis actor Wow. Wow. Aaron. See, I'm a- crossed over the. Yeah. <laughs> You've gone somewhere else. You're somewhere else. I didn't even I, think, I think he this was is there. All dumb. I think this is all dumb too. I don't have any side in this fight. I think people that pick a side on this thing are suck because like regular people die. Working people die. This is does nothing for anybody else to have a position. And so you've gone from, I don't like that liberals are standing with re- Ukraine uh, now all of a sudden, I think it's all crisis actor shit. Yeah. If you ask me, it's all crisis actors. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy though. That like that's a step. He he went. That's where they're at though. Like, that's the right though. That's yeah. what they. That's where they live. It's just shocking. When Everything. You hear it. I yeah. Not. I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. I find. I mean, it. I feel unwelcome in a lot of places. In most places that I go, I don't think that my, our point of view is welcome anywhere in the United States. Yeah. Anymore. So I feel like this guy's got a stranglehold more than we do. Well, he might know more than we do. Yeah. That that is fair. Um, I think he represents a, a bigger part of America than we do. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. People, if you haven't seen that, you better start fucking looking elsewhere. <laughs> Who wants this? Who wants this? Who wants to hear this? What kind of an enter? You're an entertainer. <laughs> you lost it. Why does he? Bring- you can be entertaining. You can make music. You can make comedy. You can make movies. You don't have to say exactly what you think. Why doesn't he bring? Why doesn't he bring a projector on tour with him and show memes while he plays? 
You know what I mean? Like, that's why I think spoken word, like, he could get his message out. Because right now, he said, have you seen the wooden guns? Have you seen the people zipping themselves up in body bags? Right. If you didn't haven't seen that, and you're in that audience, you ain't going to fucking remember to check it later. Sure. If he could be like, hey... Look at these wooden guns and these people zipping themselves oh, up in You think he should have a little clicker? Yeah, yeah. He should be doing a presentation. Yeah, because what, I mean, what, you're not, people aren't going to remember to check for that when they leave. It's just not going to happen. It's just not working, though. You can't convince, you got to promise some guitar work. I the just, only thing that gets me out of house out of the house is fucking guitars. I mean, seriously, <laughs> if a guitar is not going to be there, do I want to be there? Not at all. Seriously, like I'm begrudgingly showing up to anything where someone isn't playing the fucking guitar. True, true. All right, here's one last. It's like only 20 seconds left. Let's hear what he. Vladimir Putin actually say that he's fighting the deep state right now, which is the same people we're fighting, which is the same people everywhere on the face of this yeah. earth that people are fighting. Dictators. Why doesn't he move no. to Russia? We need to reassess. If you like Russia so much, why don't you fucking move there? Good point. <laughs> Check and mate. Yeah, hey, they've been saying if you like Canada's healthcare system, why don't you move there and stuff like that. We're allowed to say that. Well, let's, I need a meme, please, somebody that says, if you think Putin is fighting the deep state, I'll help you pack a bag. Yeah, yeah, we can send you away. I'll pay the money. Sure, I'll get rid of them. Yeah, yeah, it would be great. All right, so... The other thing we have uh, that two of our guys showed up in one place. Now, don't want to play. Generally, don't want to play a lot of like micro. Well, I, I do want to always play micro audio, uh, but I don't play every single thing he does. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Because it's like, you know, he's he says something nasty every time he does something. He's escalating. He, Dude. He is escalating. Yeah. I mean, he was pretty timid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like through our research and monitoring of the micro feed, he has become increasingly more venomous. Yeah. I think he's a nasty fucking guy. He really is just grab. At this point, I think he's just subscribed to being nasty as fuck. Yeah. I don't. Well, I think he hates. Uh, I. I. I know he hates us. You know, not us personally. Anybody that complains about the way of the world, anybody that doesn't see America as a land of opportunities, so he thinks you deserve what you got. Another guy that's super nasty that's a that's a street fight guy is Dave Ramsey. He showed up on Mike Rowe's podcast, the wow. way I heard it with yeah. Mike Rowe. Yeah, yeah. Um, can't really pass that up. Can't really pass up the chance to hear Dave Ramsey and Mike Rowe together I know, that's interesting. at the same time. Uh, the First, I'll just say the name of the episode, in case you want to find it. The best barbecue comes from a crock pot. Is Ew. <laughs> what? No. See, they fucked up immediately. And I'm... <laughs> I'm as plant... I love the plant-based lifestyle. You're a vegetarian? <laughs> I would never tell anybody to go eat barbecue out of a, a, a crock pot. I mean, you got to look, you got to see the big smoker, right? You got to see somebody that knows what they're doing. Right. And, and I'll say this, you can make barbecue in a crock pot and make it taste very good and very tender. 
Okay. It's not barbecue because it's in a crock pot, yeah. but you can make pulled pork and like uh, other, like Carolina pulled pork in the bar in the, in the uh, crock pot. It's I don't good. think you could. You can. I, I mean, I'm sure it happens. I know it can happen. I feel like it would be good, but I don't think you should ever call it that. Yeah. It's like saying I went camping when I rented a cabin. No. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Even glamping isn't camping. Glamping isn't camping. Pork in a fucking uh, crock pot is not barbecue. Yeah. So what he's saying is, because Dave Ramsey says this later on, anything, I don't even think we I cut that bit of audio. Dave Ramsey says, uh, when paying off your shit, right? Because Dave Ramsey hates debt um, more than anything. He's saying good barbecue, the best barbecue comes from a crock pot, not a microwave. Is his say. See, and then you have to realize that, like, his <laughs> point of view is so skewed. He doesn't know what fine anything is. He doesn't know how to live deliciously. His <laughs> his scale goes from microwave to crock pot. <laughs> Somebody I would never follow anywhere. I, I mean, I disrespect him. the fuck out of people like this. Like, you don't know shit about nothing. I'm not eating with them. You don't I know don't shit about to eat dick. with either one of them. Man. Somebody that can, that's your scale is microwave to crock pot. Like, you're upside down, man. You need to get right with God. Yeah. Yeah. So you fucked up so bad, man. <laughs> you don't know shit about anything. You have to eat three times a day, and the best you got is fucking crock pot barbecue. That's your 10? If you crock pot barbecue. barbecue is your 10. Yeah. If you want barbecue, get barbecue. You have to do actual the you have to do it the actual Wikipedia way that counts as barbecue. But it's lazy people too. That's the thing. This is a lazy idea because barbecue takes more monitoring. Yes. A crock pot is a thing that you can stick meat in and yeah. not look at it again. These are people that are like, later. I took my kid to church every single Sunday. They have a drug problem. That's unacceptable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Mike, Mike Rowe and Dave Ramsey, uh, Dave did a movie. Uh, really? He did. He's got a movie out about debt. Um, basically where he's just talking trying to about, sell more courses and yeah. get more people funneled into his thing. Um, so he has a documentary out. Mike Rowe was on it. Ah. In, is in the documentary. And also, incidentally, Mike Rowe thinks the documentary is brilliant. Weird. Uh, but yeah, it's crazy that he, he was in it. Though. So uh, let's just start with a quick clip here. If we could just start with a bit of a riff on that. Has it ever been a more important topic at a more critical time? Well, the student loan debacle is certainly at an epic place. I mean, we're in an apex, hopefully an apex with that. Hopefully it's topping out because the voices like you and, and me are, are so loud. <laughs> I think he credit. He said, I think it's at an apex. I think it's finally topped out the student loan thing because of you and me been saying not to do it. Yeah. Sorry to be the contrarian here, but I agree. <laughs> because Dave Ramsey and Mike Rowe are saying not to do it? No, I'm just saying, I, I mean, I know that Mike Rowe hates student debt. Yes. He's been all over my TV and all of my TV shows and all of the, the websites saying he hates student debt. Same with Dave Ramsey. So the good point. Well, Dave Ramsey hates all debt. Period. Sure. No debt. And the out of control spending. But what ends up happening is, I read a book years ago, like in the 70s, it was written in the 70s, I read it I guess in the early 80s, written by a con man, and he said you can't be a successful con man, you can't convince people to do something that is a con, a Bernie Madoff type of a thing, 
unless they're one of two things. They're greedy or they're afraid. All right. So one thing I learned after listening to this podcast was that Mike Rowe got caught up in a Ponzi scheme uh-huh. and lost everything he had at one point because was he scared or was he greedy? What are the what what would you say? I would say greedy. He comes off greedy. So yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. You have to have to you have to read that now. You're gonna introduce that information. Yeah. Well, I yeah. And if you can activate so, fear, or you can um, activate greed. I think he's right, though. I mean, I think that's in a way I can see what he's saying. Yeah, he's right. But with the college thing, especially, is all fear. It's literally when I quit my job, I was like, I'm never going to get another job that pays this much unless I get a college degree. I'm going to go get a college degree. Like that is, and that's why kids are doing it. It's fear. A lot of, you know, there are people that go to college because they're passionate about a subject or something like that. But there's just a lot of people that are just scared of the idea of what kind of job you get when you don't go to college. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, everybody that I know, I didn't go to college and everybody else that did is doing a lot better than me. But they're doing like white supremacy, in my opinion. But still, they're like also very successful. And their kids go to schools that aren't dangerous because a bunch of black people suffer because of that, you know? Yeah. Do things that are completely illogical and they fall susceptible if they're falling in that to being conned. And really, that's what I see dead ass. I think it's greed. It's the only way I can prosper. It's the only way I'll have a car that nice. It's the only way Uh, I'll be able to travel. It's the only way I'll be able to go to that school. It's the only way I'll be able to buy that house is death. This is such a, this is such a, I I mean, I, Dave Ramsey just is such an incredible character, but he, he, he so much, he is on the side of the creditors. Yeah. Because he sees how much of the, he sees the game. He knows how fucked up it is that we live like stretching everything that we got, making ends meet, putting groceries on credit cards. He he knows that's like a fucked up, stupid ass thing to do. And he sides with the creditors. Like he sides with the banks that like they should be taking advantage of people because we're dumbasses. But all we ever did was like not have enough money to survive yeah. or to keep up with the Joneses or to make sure that we had clothes on our backs or rent or, or groceries. You know, I mean, like that's all that, that's all credit has ever gone to. I mean, what... seriously what am i supposed to do if i can't afford a house or an apartment like what what am i supposed to do at that point you know if i can't afford a place to live i can't afford a car i can't go to work if i don't have a car like what what's my solution here yeah like what is the fucking solution if i got and and you know our listeners would say take the bus uh no one on our listeners wouldn't not all of them, but some would say take the bus. And I'll say this about that. Yeah, take the fucking bus. But Dave like Ramsey people, would say take the bus. Yeah, not uh, our listeners. Our yeah. listeners know the bus is fucking horrible. And the bus gets you discounted from 90% of jobs. You go to you go and put in a fucking application to any job and say, I take the bus to get to work. They say, we don't want you to be here. Yeah. We yeah. don't like you. It fucks you. You're unreliable. Um, we have a system where like... You show up at 9.04 a.m. every single day. We have to fire you because you weren't here at 8.59 a.m. And also, uh, more expensive to live on the bus line than it is to not live on the bus line. Yeah. Either, I would say. It's considered, it also is, you're right, it's considered like access 
to some sort of transportation. Like from an urbanist position, they're saying, oh, you're on the bus line. This is a great apartment. This is worth $2,000 a month. Like it is incredibly cheap to live in Circleville, Ohio. Absolutely. There is no bus there. Yep. No way to get anywhere. Um, You need a car. And yeah. like you need a car that honestly, you need a car that can get to Columbus, which is an hour away. So how do I get that car? How do I get that apartment? And then like, like, how do I do that? This Fighting thing tooth about, and nail. I mean, yeah. they, they have these really disgusting ideas. I don't want people to, to spend several years of their life because several years of their life trying to save up for a car so that they can go and do something because more than likely, and especially when it's like moms or women in these situations, they save up to buy a car. It's a piece of shit and it just requires thousands of dollars of repairs over and over again. It's not a solution to fucking anything. Nope. And there's nothing easy. And it should be. The world should be easier than what we're doing. Yes, absolutely. This is what I hate about these fucking assholes is all they ever preach is that toughness like pressure makes diamonds. And it's like, no, no pressure. All of this pressure is creating a lot of people that are trying with all of their fucking existence and you're holding them back. Yeah. You're holding it against them. You're, yeah, I hate it. A couple years ago in Franklin and I said something on stage, <laughs> modesty aside, that actually I wrote down because it struck me as kind of clever at the moment. Modesty we aside. About- he said I said something I had, else. I had to pocket that one. I had to reach down in my pocket and get a little napkin and like write that down. Like, God, I was spitting fire that night. I don't think I've ever heard somebody say, I was just thinking something super brilliant. I had to write it down and remember. Like, he framed that like you do when you quote somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You he quoted himself, yeah. yeah. I heard myself for a minute. I was like, wow, I'm just like rocking this. Yeah. Yeah. Flakes. And we were talking about oh. entitlement. And it occurred to me that you and I are. Let me go back just I think, a touch. Each just on the north side. Of, and it occurred to me that you and I are, I think, each just on the north side of 60. Mm-hmm. We've done okay in our chosen fields. We're white. We got good cards. We played them pretty well. Who the hell's going to listen to us, Dave? Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you can go out and you can shake your finger and I can lecture and we can scold and we can shout it from the rooftops. But the truth is, if the snowflake thing is real, then we are the clouds from which the snowflakes fell. That's a good wow, point. Okay, that's that's like some self awareness. I like a little to hear bit, that. Yeah. yeah. Although you know, every time you say snowflakes as a real thing, you're buying into the idea. Like I don't want to hear if snowflakes are real. Because we know you believe that snowflakes are real. And we know you're saying it because you're, you're legitimizing the idea that these snowflakes exist. You know? I mean, it's also just a matter of metaphor to divorce themselves from the reality of punishing their own children and kin and like offspring. Mm-hmm. And it's like you're treating everybody younger than you like shit. And like you're a fucking asshole that wants to pull the ladder up behind you and laugh at everybody else that like didn't do that. Like you, you, you come off as like, don't act like, you know what you're saying. I'd rather you be like an aloof fucking dumbass. I, I want you to, I want to think of you as naive. Yes. I don't want to think that you actually know how disgusting you are, but you keep pushing at this fucking wound. Yes. You know, you created, you're a part of it. You know, the genesis of it and you don't, 
won't even take it. Not even as like comedic relief. Yeah. Not even as like, hey, we we handed out all them participation trophies, didn't we? Yeah. We sure did. We sure did tell everybody that played soccer that year they got a trophy. That was on us. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not a problem. Like, why don't you stand in it? They're still stuck in like this John Wayne ass, their grandpa that grew up on the range in 1890, you know, tough ass, stupid shit that like doesn't help anyone. Like they just will not give up this true grit lifestyle that is stupid and toxically masculine and just is destructive. I actually, I I hate them. It's funny. I just hate everything about them from every possible, like it's so quantum. There's like in one circumstance of them speaking, I can think of like thousands of ways in that. I hate them. (laughs) from environmentalism to like classism to racism, all of it. Vis-a-vis entitlement today. I'm 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 so glad to hear you not paint with a broad brush. There's a millennial in my office right now that works circles around my partner and I. What is this? They're, they're great <laughs> kids out there with a great work ethic. Yep. It's dangerous. Listen to this line to coming up here. Broadly and unpersuasive. Yeah, when I'm speaking at leadership conferences, I've often told leaders it's my favorite generation to hire as a leader. Because there's only two kinds. They're awesome or they completely suck. I mean, they're useless. And they'll tell you. They'll tell you in the interview, I don't really want to work much. They're bold about how much they suck. And so, you know, so the ones that are on fire, oh, my gosh, it's the most passionate, driven, yeah. ambitious, other-centered, servant mentality. Charter servant mentality? Pistol, You're man. saying... You don't know, you, millennials. You threw your kids to the fire... And the ones that said they don't want to be a servant, you reject. You're rejecting the people that stand up for themselves. Yeah, you that dislike is, the folks that. that have value for their lives and respect uh, a life outside of working all the time. You want a servant. I mean, how do you let it slip that much? How do you openly say that? I feel like that's the N-word in a way. that like You would never say you wanted somebody to be your servant if you're a conservative fucking Republican doing shit. I got to say, I mean, me and you would never say that we want a servant, but I think these guys want a servant. Like the, when they hire somebody to work for them, that's what they want. That's what they think you should be. Right. If you work for somebody, you should you be sh- a servant to that person. I don't think you should say that out loud. I, I agree. I don't think anybody did before either. Yeah. I don't think Mr. Swirly at the ice cream shop never said he wanted a servant yeah but he like you got to keep this to yourself you don't say this to the public i got all these great millennials at my building and and they're all servants and it is wonderful here's the thing about millennials you can run through 10 of them at least four of them are going to be abusable at least four out of 10 of them like you can just run them into the fucking ground they're begging for more. They don't know any better, and they will debase themselves for a job. <laughs> but a lot of them don't have the don't know. A lot of them are like gonna buck back on you. It is so funny to say, like, you know, a lot of people see their value and and find things in their life that are more important than their job, and they're a problem. Right? They don't know shit about dick. <laughs> yeah, they're a fucking problem. But the other ones are great. And so hard to fix. And what's so interesting is you can choose to just not 
sign the pledge and not sign up for the scholarship. Talk about the sweat pledge. (laughs) So where was the thing written that says you get to change Mike's deal? If you don't like Mike's deal, don't do Mike's deal. You don't like (sighs) Dave's deal, don't do Dave's deal. If you don't want to have a gun waved in your fucking face. (laughs) He does wave guns. Dave Ramsey pulled a gun out on his employees (laughs) to prove a point about dedication. If you don't want your gun pulled out on you, then... On you, hey, do you it's got- a rodeo over here. We're rooting, tooting, and shooting, <laughs> goddammit. You know what you've done signed up for. You thought this was a gerb. This ain't a goddamn gerb. <laughs> this is crazy. We ought not do that when we're told about cheetahs and gazelles. What is in us that makes this relationship so dysfunctional and so hard? To There's toxic also, ma- toxic masculinity. So There's something gross about saying like looking at the world in cheetahs and gazelles oh i know it's disgusting it's the (laughs) same as like women are prey i mean this is what these guys preach too like that's it's just that people are to be preyed upon should i be a cheetah or should i be a gazelle oh gee should i just let people should i let cheetahs run over my life and do whatever they want at 60 miles an hour or should i just take hold and Demand everybody put up with my fucked up life. Whole fucking world of cheetahs. You know, the, there yeah, should be a whole cheetahs. world of a everybody, cheetahs. There should never be a goddamn gazelle born. It should be all cheetahs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Every cheetah having their own small business. There's no room for anybody. Like, people are pitching in. Yeah. People are pitching in. Like, that's all that counts. That's like, gazelle this, behavior, though. Oh, I know. <laughs> You're talking You're about gazelle upon. Yeah. You showed up to work for Dave Ramsey. You're a dumbass. Cheetah will eat another cheetah if it wants to. Sure. You know what I mean? A gazelle. Choose to just not sign the pledge and not sign up for the scholarship. <laughs> yeah. So where was the thing written that says you get to change Mike's deal? If you don't like Mike's deal, don't do Mike's deal. You don't like Dave's deal, don't do Dave's deal. Why do you have to be pissed off? Just wander off. Oh my gosh. It's just, you know, what is the deal oh my with gosh. these people? I don't get the anger. Don't be pissed off. Wander off. You get to tell everyone else how to live. That is fairly new and has escalated. You're doing it. You're allowed to be told you're a piece of shit. I mean, (laughs) this is the biggest thing more than anything is as the millennial, um, what I feel like I've done my part to invoke this Marxist theology is that like you can tell old people they fucking suck they're stupid their opinions are bad and that they're horrible people i also love that's always been you get what you deserve like mike rowe dave ramsey if somebody tells you off it's because you suck as a boss it's not because anybody else has a problem it's because if you inspire people to tell you off you fucking deserved it it's also like when they say you know just don't sign the pledge for mike rowe People don't understand that it's like not just Mike Rowe's not walking around with this pledge saying sign this. No. That is not what it nope. is. Mike Rowe is saying sign this if you want to go to school to be a plumber or if you want to go to school to be a welder or do you know what I'm saying? Like it, it's like but holding this pledge over your head so that you can then get a job as a plumber. But this is also I mean and this is also handed down to like everyone down the chain where the people that are doing the job of enforcing Mike Rose sweat pledge or Dave Ramsey's gun pledge, like you, pledge. you, you have to, they interpret it differently. 
Yeah. Like, do you remember when we watched that undercover boss at rallies where there was a, a manager that was like completely garbage and was treating everybody like shit mm-hmm. and the CEO stepped in to like try to correct him? Mm-hmm. This is the environment that you made happen. Like people run with this kind of stuff. Like the people that work for Mike Rowe, they're going to treat everyone that's paid less than them like garbage. Mm-hmm. And this is what you've set up. Like yeah. this is your world. This is your hierarchical world that you've come up with. It, it It's nice when you're at the top and you can say all kinds of flowery bullshit. But when somebody has to hand out the, the Dave Ramsey money mindset course... They don't give a fuck about what Dave Ramsey thinks is his, his level of kindness or anything like that. You're dealing with like a micromanager that's going to scream at you and call you fucking names to get your ass in gear. Yes. Yeah. And they're taking Dave's sort of thing because Dave they're taking screams initiation. at you. And- yeah. This is, this is, yeah, this is the, the, this is what he's, he's offering. Yeah. Because all of a sudden we told everybody their opinion was important. And by the way, if you've done nothing, your opinion's not important. I'll help you with that. So you don't get to tell Mike. The safety first. You don't get to tell Mike, and that's reasonable. See, but but here's the thing. This is what makes me mad. Is I do and I do understand what he's saying. I do think that people that are young should play their position and not try to be in charge of stuff and say they know shit about shit. But like you're talking about millennials. You're talking about people that are 25 to 40, 40 years old. Uh, you're talking three. They yeah. call me a millennial. Yeah. You're talking about grown-ass adults that have been through this. I've been through the fucking ringer, Dave Ramsey. (laughs) You don't know nothing about grown life. You don't know anything about easy, breezy lies that you've spread through Christianity and your fucking bullshit. Yeah. You don't know any... Like, I'm grown. Like, I'm not some disillusioned child. Yeah. You know? I, I've been here. I saw this whole thing. I know I, what, what it I've is. I've been watching. I know it. what the deal is. I've yeah. seen America through my own eyes. I spent just your 20 years means almost nothing. Your yeah. 20 years on me right. means nothing. At this point. Yeah. I'm but you know it's a you know it's a bad deal. Yeah. When you are forty, you know it's a bad deal, and you you hedge your bets against everybody else. You decided to take advantage of everyone else. You decided to side with the fucking bankers and sell out working class people that try hard and want to do well and that are honest. And you chose that, and that's where you are. And you're better for it. You're yeah. absolutely better for it to to get people to buy into American ass capitalism bullshit into the shame. All of the shit that you sell, like mm-hmm. you certainly benefited from that, but you're not a better person. You don't know anything more than I do. No, no. I know what not. the game is. You just but, exploited us. Yeah. If we can get in the weeds for just a moment, a lot of people are listening to this right now who are probably right on the verge of considering some kind of a purchase. Mm-hmm. Now, I always imagine it's signing on the dotted line for a student loan, but it could be anything. Mm-hmm. Oh, what if you- but signing on the dotted line for a student loan is not a fucking bad thing. That's not a bad impulse. It's, it's a bad thing that it has to happen, but I don't see it as a bad impulse. You're like trying to better yourself. I don't either. Yeah, you're just yeah, trying. The problem is that, is that it's a huge risk. Yes. I mean, it's just, it's a really, it's a lot of money to go into debt for. But I think that if someone feels like they're ready to take on $100,000 worth of debt to do like accounting or fine arts or anything that they teach at college, I, that's impressive. Yeah. Like that, that, like that's somebody doubling down on themselves. Mm-hmm. Like they're betting, they're going all in on who they are and they think they can deliver from that. Yeah. Like I, I respect the hell out of that. It's a positive impulse. And I absolutely hate to hear it framed as a negative. I know impulse. it is. It absolutely is. Somebody that's willing to put up with that stuff. I, I'm not that person. 
But like to put yourself through all of that education to do whatever the, the science that comes out on the other side, whether it's like medical or whether it's just book work, academic stuff, like all of that is super important and very hard to do. And it's, it's like, I, I just can't see someone uh, that views the world in such like a hardcore way that they do of like, you're usable or you're not like, the knowledge that you gain at college is worth it. Oh it's yeah, it's worth money. It's worth a lot of money. I mean, and it, it changed be, my life. It really shouldn't be too. Like, I, I think this is yeah. They, they shouldn't be like we should be advocating for people that want to keep elevating. Mm-hmm. You know their their level of study or do just it. saying no. I you can, that like their opinion is like no, it's pointless. Right, shouldn't do it. Right, what are you going to use that I, for? Yeah. And he'll say something about that but, here, I think. But I also, so like, I'm, I mean, I'm, I didn't go to school and talking to my like girlfriend that didn't go to college as well. I don't have what it takes to com- complete it, maybe, but I don't think that means that I should be like living in squalor. I don't think that like anybody that doesn't go to college should like suffer, you know? Yes. And absolutely. Then, like, and that's the world that we're in, and that's the world that he's commenting on. Because, like, the college-educated people in my life are doing way better than me. Like, they have so much more going on, and they're doing all kinds of, like, travel soccer. Traveling, yeah. Travel soccer and, you know, wasting money on Disney and, like, buying houses. And they're doing a million times better than I am not going to college. I, I really – I don't know what he's talking about even from, like, from my point of view. The people that go to school, fuck, they're doing – all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah. They don't have to, like, their car doesn't fall apart on the side of the road. No. <laughs> right on the verge of considering some kind of a purchase. Mm-hmm. Now, I always imagine it's signing on the dotted line for a student loan, but it could be anything. Mm-hmm. What have you found is the most persuasive way to encourage people to think twice about the purchase of a thing that they can't truly afford? Yeah. One of the things we found was we did a, a read some research that was done several years ago. And when they interviewed people who uh, had lived a life at the poverty level or just above their entire life, and maybe even their family before them, maybe generationally, and they started asking them about their vision, how they thought about decisions, their vision length was, thank God it's Friday, oh God, it's Monday. Very short That's all of us. But you have to do that that if you're broke. Yeah, you have to think like that if you're broke. Like I never have been in a place where I didn't. But it's have not to think our that. fault. I know. I understand. It's that, not but our it's fault. How you have you have to think like that. But this you this cannot- is what bugs me about educated people. This is what bugs me about like people that try business owners. All of it is that they don't see like other people's effort as as valuable as theirs. And you know. Maybe somebody didn't recreate like a a new fast food experience or something, or somebody didn't figure out how to make things work. I don't think that just because someone didn't go to college or didn't get the right training that they should like live with asbestos and like the house falling on them. Well, you know, I feel like this whole thing builds upon this idea that like, if you don't try, you deserve to die. Yeah. Well, he's going to explain on the other end of the spectrum, talk to wealthy people, and sometimes coming from wealthy families, their vision when they decided to make a financial purchase, in both cases, when you're going to make a purchase, was 10, 20, 60, 100 years. 
How? So, I have been pretty much broke my whole life. I gotta go pee. I actually cannot personally think of a way to not think week after week. How the fuck is it possible for a person who makes $10 an hour, I guess, or, or $15, $20 an hour? How is it possible for them to think 10 years ahead? One, if we're thinking 10 years ahead, we're all hoping we're making more. Okay? Like, that's something that that's something I think. Like, I, I always think, and maybe this is wrong. And maybe this is fucking really stupid, but I spend a lot of time thinking like, well, I'm going to make more next year. I'm going to make more in a few more years. It's impossible for me to, to plan for something 10 years from now because I don't fucking know what is going to happen 10 years from now. It's fucking crazy to say that poor people or or people on the poverty line generally generationally also on the poverty line which is you know that's an indictment of the system right there right it's like if if generational poverty is a bad thing that should be fixed uh do they just like not deserve the opportunity to go to college to have a fucking car, to go on vacation. Like, li listen, they're being preyed on by creditors. And that is so appealing. They know, the creditors know that you want things. It is so fucking crazy. Um, so... Yeah, the creditors know you want things and they're they're preying on you to get those things. Like they know you want them and you deserve them anyway. It doesn't fucking yeah, matter. You should have had them you the whole time. It. Yeah. <laughs> Especially it's when basic it comes to college. Stuff. Yeah. We're not talking about Bentleys here. Right. We're talking about fucking college. <laughs> right. Access to information. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it, it's it's it is weird to me that like we we create so much debt it's like it makes so much money for those people that like write the student loans but we also this world would not work without people taking those student loans no like that's yeah. the world where I, I i do not want this to be happening but mike rowe and dave ramsey are not advocating for a better world they're just uh, advocating for the same old shit where george soros makes the most money but some people aren't allowed that have certain things. It's yeah, what they're really advocating. That's all it for. is. It's it's certain people world. shouldn't have it. Yeah, yeah. And and even if we do change things, it shouldn't be for people. The two twenty five, and I'll get my degree in sociology, and the fact that they only pay me thirty eight thousand dollars a year. Now that's incidental, because now what we're talking about is the certainty. And again, Dave, we see it in the movie. The certainty with some of those kids. Mm -hmm. I was put on this earth to do this. Yeah. I was put on this earth to make movies. <sighs> and you're I was 17. Put on this earth. <laughs> what? How? I'm sorry, but you're not equipped to make this call. <laughs> yeah. Right. You're not equipped to make the call. Chuck, you wrote something down last night when we were watching this. It's a like a childlike approach. 
approach to an yes. adult decision. A kid's approach to an adult decision is how one person described yeah. it. Anthony O'Neill. So, yeah. First of all, you're not allowed to go to school for sociology because that's yeah. just a complete waste Junk. of fucking money. There's no way that a sociology degree could ever improve anybody's life or anything. It's, that's what they're saying. I'm, yeah, people, junk science. I have a sociology degree. So, like, I, I actually went and, and did. I'm the guy. that. Yeah, yeah, that's what they're after. $100,000 in debt to get a sociology degree yeah you know you make forty thousand dollars a year dude like yeah what are you what are you crying about yeah well you asked for it he, well yeah he's saying he's saying like well you know you you win a hundred thousand dollars in debt but you're only making forty thousand dollars a year again indictment on the system not an indictment on me this is valuable information it is it can yeah. be used it fucking changed my life and i think it changed other people's life if you listen to this show if you listen to street fight and and things like like my degree comes into what we do like like a lot of yeah. my degree is what taught me to look at things from other people's side and, and to understand that kind of shit. But that's i mean i also talked to this about with uh, i talked to this with Louisa and um on the Hito Brett planning show, but they talk about it on why you mad as well is like, um, academics like do the hard learning and understanding. And we really don't have any way to disseminate that knowledge. Like it, it is kind of, it's a crime that you do have to spend all this money to learn critical race theory in college. Cause that's where it's happening. It's not happening in public school, you know, like you, you to learn about any of these aspects of life um you have to pay a shitload of money it's not something that they teach in high school yeah no basically high school is just like these are all the wars that america won <laughs> that's all they do and then they that's tell really you to go to point. work then that's they tell a... you to go to work because it's important to keep working because we won some wars before so i got a little ramsey wrinkle here that i i really wanted to play nothing and, uh, at 22 years old start buying real estate you got to read the talk bankers into it i could sell bankers on loaning me money like nobody's business and so i by the time i was 26 i had about four million dollars worth of real estate a little over a uh, million dollar net worth which means i owed three million dollars a lot of that was i was doing flip this house before there was cable tv to talk about how chip and oh, john god he's that. a ripoff artist thing, you know fix it up flip it all that kind of stuff and the bank got sold to another bank and they looked down and went there's a child owes us a million dollars and they called our notes and um they spent the next two and a half years of our life losing everything we owned and so with a brand new baby and a toddler and a marriage hanging on by a thread at 28 i filed bankruptcy Oh, oh, that's wow. interesting. <laughs> Very interesting, Dave. Sure. The <laughs> Lord respects bankruptcy, right? The Lord put bankruptcy in the Bible. Dave doesn't see this as a difference between us and him. Right? Sure. They made it almost impossible to file bankruptcy now. You can't do student loans in bankruptcy. Right. So Dave Ramsey got to write off $3 million. We don't get to write off two hundred thousand dollars that right. we use to get a fucking better uh, job. Better job, yeah. To try, I mean, to to spend all of our time and effort and extra free time to like advance ourselves and to make more. You know, yeah. People, I, yeah. The the student loan payment. I did it with my ex fucking wife, man. It was like they were harassing them all the time, and if we didn't pay an outrageous amount of money, and she's still paying on it. Yeah, it's still mostly 
principle, but they have so many fees tacked onto all of this. Yeah, just hearing. So I'm going to read this real quick. This is a micro. Somebody sent me this, and this is a micro comment. Um, I don't have the context for the reason for the comment, but I want to read this because Dave Ramsey brought up that he filed bankruptcy at a time where it was you were able yeah, to it was file like bankruptcy. the good bankruptcy, the yeah. like straight bankruptcy. Yeah, you get to just now you done. have to bankruptcy nowadays is just like figure out a payment plan yep. that to play your people back. Yeah, my mom did it like a decade ago, and all it was was just like you pay thirty eight dollars a month for the next ten years, and then you're done. Joe Brandon had a lot to do with that too, by the way. The, oh, I know he fucked it up for everybody. Yeah, I, I knew about Joe Biden forever. I, I knew who how he fucked it up. Yeah, so I don't know the context of this, but I'm going to read this from Micro off of Facebook. No, thanks. If I was serious about making an argument as important as this, especially if I was trying to earn your vote, I wouldn't limit myself to 140 characters. It's true. My college experience was hugely important to me, and I wouldn't trade it for anything. On the other hand, I wouldn't have paid anything to get it. Happily, back in 1980, I could take courses at my local community college for $26 a credit. After that, a few thousand a year got me through a respectable university. I didn't need to go into debt. Those days are long gone, and Bernie can't bring them back by picking up the tab for everyone who wants to go to college. I mean, but that's what you got. Yeah, you got you got, you got the pick up the tab deal. Yeah. And Bernie would have picked up the tab for everybody else that was like, hey, I'm willing to go the extra mile. Yeah. So Dave Ramsey was able to go $3 million in debt yeah. and then file bankruptcy and just get rid of it. Yeah. It's gone. Mike Rowe. Big mistake. I, I just shot too far. Like, I aim for the stars, you know. Mike Rowe was able to get a pointless degree, what he would consider a pointless degree in college. And he was able to do that for a couple of thousand dollars. Any of us could, would take that deal. Yeah. Anybody. Yeah. Would take that no deal. problem. Yeah. I'll fine. I won't go into debt if it's only going to be a couple thousand dollars. If it's $3,000, I'll get a job at the ice cream shop on the fucking weekends. <laughs> yeah. I'll door dash it if it's only $3,000 for me to go to fucking college. Yep. And it is just to me, these guys are fucking pieces of garbage Delusional. shit. They're fucking assholes. I mean, totally up, to, just totally like not seeing how much they benefited. I don't think I feel like if you were being honest, you would say I got mine at a time when it was way easier, and now it's too fucking hard to do. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's a bad deal. It is a bad deal. Yeah, and these guys are. It fucking should be assholes. changed, it, and we yep. should be advocating for better. Yeah, like people that want to learn more, we should do that for free. Like we should be picking up the tab for anybody that wants to read more books. Yes. Thank, yes, that is the perfect way to put it. And, and like, you know, you see I don't a lot of people do it. say read theory. And it's like the only time I was ever able to read theory in my entire life was in college. I was yeah. able to read it. And they taught me how to understand theory. That's the thing that people don't get when it comes to, you know, just read some theory. You'll learn about it. Sure. You can read it. I think everybody has capacity to understand theory. Like sociological theory, or, or I think anybody has the capacity to understand that. 
unfortunately you have to be taught how to understand it it's not just a thing that you can sit down and read and understand most people don't even understand what theory is yeah you know they think it's like a roadmap to a world when it's really just somebody's idea of of what things are how things are made up and like uh i feel very privileged to have been able to read theory for a year in college and learn a lot about that kind of stuff. And it really helped. They me. couldn't handle it. Conservatives couldn't fucking handle it. No, they, they couldn't. couldn't can handle, they could never handle the kind of uh, brain capacity, the imaginative nature of taking someone else's ideas into account and understanding theory, where they're coming from, their basis of reality, all of that. Conservatives are so fucking closed minded. They're pathetic fucking grub worms. Like, well, they're afraid to read it. Yeah, they don't have the guts to read Marx. They won't even <laughs> read it. Like, they're that fucking terrified. They're that pathetic. They're that small-minded that they really can't bring themselves to bring to read Marx because they think it's going to, like, pollute them or something. For sure. Yeah. Like, they, they are, are just fucking imbeciles. Yeah. Here's the last. Here's just barbecue. One more. I mean, if you're in Texas, they tell you it's yeah. the best brisket barbecue. Kansas if you're City, in South Carolina, yeah. low country barbecue, they'll tell you. Tennessee, Nashville, you know, we got hot chicken and we got barbecue. So, I mean, everywhere you go, they tell you it's the best barbecue. But we all know it didn't come out of a microwave. 100%. You're a crockpot. You know, it's you're a crockpot fucking so supporting piece of shit. Yeah. Something so you said crockpot barbecue. Then he, you got some good barbecue. There wasn't a ding. No, that didn't happen. No, no ding. I want to be respectful of your time, but I'd be an idiot if I didn't ask this you. This question. I know you love our country. America. Hey, before we get out of here, you're a big fan of stars and bars, aren't you? Doing a slow shake of the head, and as you said before, it's very difficult to. uh, Would you call it a clown show? No, the island of misfit toys. Yes. What do you see for our future as a nation with regard to the essentials? that you preach every day what is regarding he death. About? What does you know, that mean? If you watch the news channels 24-7, I guess you just give up. Okay. Because all you see is... I mean, I like that. That's where I'm at, too, correct. actually. Yeah. Yeah, actually, like, I think guys, the only thing you can do is, like, the, nothing's going to go good, so you should give up. So the end of that, basically, is he does have one point that, like, people aren't generally as angry as they make as the people on the news, right? That's what he's trying to say, which is Let true. me hear it. Let me hear it. Um, let me get it back there. Because I wanted to play you that song real quick. What song? Booked in the backyard so long and smoked ah. back there on I wanted to play you the song at the end of the show of and then have Jake cut it so we can play it at the end of our, our show. Our own little friend group, our own little echo chamber, but we're out in the highways and byways of America meeting real people. And almost everyone... Is not them. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, news, right. guys. the people yeah. of this country are our salvation. Americans, by and large, mm. are people mm, that love that. God. They mm. love I don't their dog. So. They love their family. They I don't believe think so. in generosity. They have. <laughs> You're slipping. I mean, you have to do it through authority, and you do have a stranglehold on everything. But it's only through violence and forcing that, like anybody would ever listen to Dave Ramsey ass Christian ass bullshit. <laughs> Like we yeah. all want to be like we all want to be non-binary and pansexual. Like I think that's where we'd rather be than whatever the fuck he's prescribing. All right, everybody. 
I want to play you how Mike Rowe ends his show because it blew my mind. Uh, so here we go. Bye and see you. I love Nashville. you back. Don't hang up yet. This thing has to upload, but this officially ends our uh, podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to Cheap, stupid. This episode is over now. I hope it was worthwhile. Sorry it went on so long. Oh, no. But if it made you smile, <laughs> then share your satisfaction in the way that people do. Take some time to go online <laughs> oh, God. and leave us a review. Here's the thing. <laughs> Gigi Allen would take a shit in front of people and smell on it. That was that was more honest than what you just did, Mike Rell. I hated it. I hated how he ends the show. It's so bad. Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing? So I want to do this one last thing here before we get out of here. Um, there's this place called uh, Good Life Fitness, a gym. Okay. Never heard of it. This is from Canada. Uh, at the start of March, hundreds of fitness instructors were terminated by Good Life Fitness via mass email. But countless employees had already lost their jobs with no severance pay two weeks earlier, according to former employees. The difference is that those who found their employment at an end in February were not officially let go the way 480 Good Life employees were on March 2nd. The group were told that they had voluntarily withdrawn employment because they failed to respond on time to a survey with a 10-day deadline nice. sent only to their work email. Ooh, yes. Ooh. You weren't paying attention. Yeah. We only hire, We only pay people that pay attention. <laughs> Yeah, so that's just sleazy, man. Good Life said uh, that their workers had abandoned employment by not doing that. Not checking their work email. By not checking their work email. Um, They would argue that these fundamental questions to their employment and their failure to answer is tantamount to abandonment (sighs) of employment. Amy, (sighs) yeah, that's I don't I agree, though. Maybe, like... If I'm going to get paid money, like, I got to read the emails. Don't you got to read the emails? All right, let me ask Especially, you Especially, don't you have to read an email that says, like, I'm going to be, I want to be employed? Let me, let me ask you this, though. Let me ask you this. Um, do you ever fill out surveys? Ever. Yeah. What? I have never. I'm going to tell you this. The last survey I probably filled out, for real, no bullshit was back when you would be on MySpace uh-huh. and you would fill out surveys all day. Because oh, yeah, people yeah, love yeah, doing yeah. the surveys and doing a bulletin. That's got to be the last time. I ain't, I ain't doing these surveys. There's too many surveys now. And I, the fact that there is this amount of surveys means I will not do any surveys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Back when it was surveys for fun, yeah, I'll do as many surveys as I can. Thing is, no surveys. I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm susceptible to them. Like, I'll go to JCPenney and give him my phone number, and all of a sudden, like, in the parking lot before I drive away, I'll be clicking on a link that says, like, tell us how the customer experience was, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can't do I it. love to I share can't. my opinion. I want to share my opinion more than anything. But I I'm like gruesome, sh- too. Like, give me a text box to, like, really fuck you up in a few sentences. Come on. In the chat, just for a second. Chowdy Yog, Mechanical Turks. Yes, I did that as a job for a long time to make money. 
I'm not a survey. I'm very against surveys. I'm a survey. I'm just telling you that right now. No survey me ever. So I'd have gotten fired. Fifteen dollars. I'll do it for twenty dollars. I won't do it for fucking a hundred dollars. I wouldn't fill out a survey. Well, okay. I'd fill out a survey for a hundred dollars, guaranteed one hundred dollars. Cash. Uh-huh. Cash. No credits, no bank card. A hundred dollars. I'll fill out your survey. But I'm not doing it for a chance for a thousand dollars or whatever that sure. shit is. You go to Giant Eagle, nobody gets that thousand dollars. Nobody. Sure, for sure. That doubt. It's just like the Monopoly game at fucking yeah. McDonald's. Nobody wins. Nobody gets a thousand dollars for filling out a survey. Yeah, I mean, a hundred people fill it out. They 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 flip a number between one and a million. If it doesn't hit like one in a hundred, then all of a sudden they don't have to pay it out. Yeah, nobody. They find a way to get around it. Nobody does it. Nobody fills out those surveys, and the people that do, because you would think like, okay, so in my mind, when I get a receipt that says fill out the survey, I say ninety nine out of a hundred people don't, right? Yeah. So the one person that does, Brett. Would get a thousand dollars. You would no. have to get a thousand dollars. The odds for you would have to be astronomically good. You think it's it's a good bet? It no, because I don't think anybody gets it. <laughs> I don't think anybody ever gets it. I don't think they actually give good it point. out. Good point. But maybe I should. Yeah, they're saying the supermarkets doing it. Yeah, they do it. I don't believe it. I don't think people do it. I just don't think it. Well, that is street fight. We'll we'll see you on Sunday. Yeah, we're taking phone calls this Sunday night, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash streetfightradio. Jump in the chat. Thank you to everybody that showed up. Psychic Gasoline, as always. Double Nag. Cash, catfish Victim. That's a sorry story. Steven Phillips. All y'all. Uh, we appreciate it. Come back next week. We'll be here. If you want to support what we do, head to patreon.com slash streetfightradio where we can say... Uh, as stupid as an un- and unemployed as you want us to be. So it's all upon you. Uh, and I also, we got to pay more for like operating costs and for employees and stuff too. We have to give raises. So please can head, please consider heading over to patreon.com slash street radio because for just doing $5 a month, you're going to get a several hundred bonus episodes. You're going to get all the shocktobers. You're going to get all of the team fight. You're going to get, the metal shit. I mean, there's just a billion fucking extra episodes that you can listen to. I'm sorry. Uh, just jump on. I'm sorry it was great. Yeah, I'm sorry is absolutely wonderful. I mean, you can listen to the original Heat O'Brien, which is a truly insane show. Yeah, first Heat O'Brien is there. All of it. Just head to patreon.com slash Radio. Tap in. $5 a month. Get you access to everything. That's all we want. We'll keep doing this as long as you can give us five bucks a month. We got a shirt on the way. Everybody that subscribes on Patreon is going to get a 20% discount. If you head over to patreon.com, I will send you the discount code. So jump in, and we will see you on Sunday night for Street Fight. Peace. Peace.